Girls Gone Wild. This is Joy. And this is Claire. This is episode 251. We have a new sponsor we're really excited to tell you about. Claire, take it away. I'm so excited. So we are partnering this week with Thrive Market. A lot of you guys probably are already very familiar with Thrive, but if you are not, I've been using them for obviously not formula anymore, but we buy all of our baby food pouches from them and um, lots of other snacks and bars and just all sorts of like all the dry goods that we consume on a regular basis, nut butters, everything like that. And, um, the prices are great. And not only that, but it's just so freaking convenient. And we have learned so many cool things about Thrive Market in this process of talking to them, um, to create a partnership that I didn't know before, like about, they have some really cool social initiatives. They really do. You feel so good working with this company. Yeah. And as you guys know, we like severely vet every company that we work with. And, um, so if you've been thinking about using Thrive and you're like, I don't know, what's the big deal? Like, are the prices really that good? Is it really worth the, an annual fee involved? Like, is it really worth it? I would say absolutely. You know, the the cool thing that we learned about was that for every membership, they donate a membership to a family that maybe wouldn't otherwise have access to organic or natural or just healthy foods, whether that family lives in like a food desert or whatnot. And they partner with organizations all over the country to help pinpoint those families who could really benefit from that service, which I just think is awesome. Mm -hmm. So we'll be talking a lot more about that Thrive Gives initiative, but um, yeah, we're just so excited to be part of that. Yeah, so you can support the podcast by supporting Thrive Market, and we have a um, deal for you guys to support the podcast, a special link. It is thrivemarket.com forward slash GGW. And that will give you, if you are a new member to thrive that will give you three orders of $20 off each of your orders. So it's a total of $60 off. Um, it's a little bit tricky. So each order you have to spend $50 and then you get $20 off and you can use that three times. So that's pretty cool. So you basically, you're getting 40% off your first three orders. Um, if you're spending $50 each time and that's just a, a fun way to get you hooked, I guess, on the right market. Yeah, well, absolutely. Also, and I think, too, like, as I've been shopping around, there's so many products. And you think kind of like, well, am I going to be finding things that I actually will use? 100% you will actually absolutely use. And you're like, well, what if I want to go to the grocery store and get it? Well, you know what? There's so many products on there that I didn't even know existed. Like, I just got this... Um, creamer that's by Laird Hamilton. He developed this line and I'm so excited about it and you can't get it anywhere. It is like these really cool companies that are super small, but you know, they're growing obviously, but the, the stuff in them and the ingredients are like, Oh my gosh, this is so great. And the prices are really fair. So thank you guys in advance. And I know you guys have a lot to choose from. The podcast market is huge and the sponsorships are huge, but please consider supporting GGW girls gone wad this podcast by supporting thrive market. Again, the link is thrivemarket.com forward slash GGW. And this week on the show, Claire and I had the pleasure and lovely time of sitting down with Becky Harsh, who is CrossFit Seminar staff. We've known her for years. We both were, um, she was our uh, coach slash teacher staff for CrossFit, our CrossFit level two. And then Claire, you did your level one with her, right? Yeah, I yeah. did my level with her back like in what, 2013? Yeah, and we've wanted to sit down with her for the longest time. She joked before we sat down that she was like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And I don't, you guys are going to have a bad episode. I'm like, Becky, I swear <laughs> we're not. And you guys are really going to enjoy this episode because there's so many CrossFit Van like behind the scene moments that she talks about, like not giving anything away, obviously. But we had <laughs> such a good time talking with her. So here is the episode with Becky Harsh. 
I know it's exciting. <laughs> I know it's hand. exciting. So I kind of wanted to start with um, something we haven't done in a long time, which is a CrossFit testimonial. <laughs> where we oh. play the we play the church music, not really, um, but like how you found CrossFit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so I found CrossFit back in 2006. I was the personal training manager at Colorado Athletic Club. CAC. Yeah, CAC. <laughs> um, it was the one in Inverness. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah I so totally I was know there that for one. a number of years. And I was the personal training manager. And one of my trainers had a buddy that was a SEAL. It's always one of, it's always like a buddy and yeah. a friend who's like, I have this new way of training. Right. So when you're a trainer at a gym like that, the time of day that you work out is like two in the afternoon because nobody else is working out then. Yeah. So this trainer said to me, hey, you got to try this workout from my friend, da, 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 da. And I was kind of your classic trainer that yeah. would say, um, yeah, I'll do your stupid workout. Yeah. I'm, I'm a trainer. I'm yeah. fit. I'll do your stupid workout. Yeah. Yeah. So I did a stupid workout and it happened to be from his friend. So it was, you know, a SEAL developed one that was based yeah. off of CrossFit stuff. And so it was kind of like the filthy 50 where it was 10 exercises okay. but it was on a countdown of 10 9 8 so each exercise you did 10 exercises for 10 reps then you okay. did 10 for 9 10 for that's 8 all lot. the way down to 1 yeah that's a lot and i didn't really know what i was doing and he told he just me worked out for like 90 straight minutes <laughs> literally <laughs> he told me that i'm supposed to pick a weight that 10 i can only do 10 and i wouldn't be able to do 11 because in the next round, I only have to do nine, and I don't have to do ten. And then the next round, I only have that to works. do eight. Working out is a very linear experience. <laughs> it's so bad. So um, during this whole thing, you know, I really felt as if I had something to prove. Oh, totally. And Especially was, being like, the, yeah. being the trainer. And then, because I, I relate to this story so much, right? too. Where, like, the guys are like, I got this workout. And right. you're like, I'm fit. I'm Bring fit. it. Yeah. I'll do your stupid workout. So it just kept going on and on and on, and I was too stupid to walk away from it. And I definitely- I wouldn't say stupid. I'd okay. be like, you're just very um, dedicated. Dedicated, dedicated. Yeah. that. Thanks for that. <laughs> um, so I definitely uh, threw up in round five <laughs> awesome. of the workout. Did you puke okay. and rally? Oh yeah, because I can't not finish this workout. This and is one of the best first crosshair customers. <laughs> this, this is probably Usually my favorite like, testimonial. Oh, you know, I went in and it was Nancy and it was hard. I did a ring rose, it was tough, but you know, I was hooked. They're oh, not like no. I literally threw up halfway through and then came back and kept going. I didn't even yeah. know the term puke and rally was a thing. No. Until yeah, just no, now. Really puke and rally. Drinking. That's yeah, mostly college. <laughs> 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 like you empty your system and then you get right. back in the fight. That's okay. The way I, that didn't, works. I never did that. Mm. I was too straight yeah. and narrow. So, Dang it. I feel like I need to relive we something. We need to go back to college <laughs> I mean, and try that they out. They sell alcohol here. <laughs> you just can't leave with it. Is just there alcohol in this? <laughs> Is there alcohol in this? Why do you want a little bit? So that was round five, and that was just in the corner of the weight room with all the mirrors around, and I just, you know, did my thing, and then went back and finished the workout, and I was devastated, devastated in the way of, like, I could barely walk for the next couple of weeks. I'm sure there was a small dose of rhabdo probably in that and sure. I thought this is I, I just for some reason it was a realization that I had no idea what I was doing as a trainer if one workout can like devastate my soul 
just right. one existential workout. crisis. Right. And I thought, I have a kinesiology degree. I have, you know, I'm ACSM certified and I train all day long every day. And I You're work like, out I've all done day. step aerobics, dang it. Right. <laughs> How could one workout do it to me? And so it was really a turning point kind of in my career as a fitness person. It's probably what kept me in the fitness world because I was to the point where I was super bored with being a trainer and counting reps and we're going to do bicep curls and I'm going to see you two times a week and then you're going to come back and you're going to tell me how you have not lost any weight because you've not done anything that I've told you to do all week. And it was kind of, I was getting to the point with my career that I wasn't going to do it anymore. I just yeah. had no passion for it anymore. Yeah, you were like not jazzed about it. Yeah. So what made you go into like kinesiology and stuff in the first place? I kind of fell into that um, because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Where did you go to school? UNC in Greeley, mm -hmm. University of Northern Colorado. So um, my background, athletically speaking, I guess, is swimming. And I went to college, number one, because my parents made me. I didn't want to. Um, number two, I swam because they made me. I wanted to quit. It was super hard at college, way harder than it was in high school. Oh, my God. So Where did you grow up? Um, my dad was in the Air Force, so oh. we moved all around. Awesome. And they had gotten me into swimming, so that's the way I could make friends when we yeah. would move to a new town, and I could just join the swim team, and yeah. all of a sudden I had friends. So um, I went to college because they were going, because I was going to be able to swim. But I didn't want to go to college because I thought it was going to be high school, and... I thought it was going to be like high school, and I hated high school, but that's a whole other story. We can talk about that later. Sure. Um, <laughs> Joy's like, yeah, Well, we no, can. it's so funny. I, And it may be because of you moving, mm. but, like, I had, like, such a good high school experience. I'm always like, tell me the people that, like, hated it. It just, anyway. This girl. Later. Um, so, yeah, I went to college, <clears throat> swam. Didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I had to go to college. And I thought, oh, I could be a teacher because UNC is known for its teaching program. And I started taking a couple of the teaching courses and realized that this is exactly what I don't want to do. And as luck would have it, all the kinesiology courses were in the same building that the pool was. Convenient. That's the best reason I've ever heard to pick a major. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Stay in the same Just, building. I don't have to walk across yeah. campus. I'm down. Student athlete does not want to walk. Because at the heart of it all, I'm truly lazy is the, <laughs> is the thing. And um, so that's why I ended up picking kinesiology. And it worked out really well. Um, I was able to connect all these things I was learning to my swimming and how to exercise and work out and how the body works and all that stuff. So, And then I just ended up loving it until I did my internship that I needed to do for to get my degree. Mm -hmm. And I did an internship in cardiac rehab. And I realized that... Um, there's a whole different scenario working with people that are sick versus working with people that are in general healthy and just want to be healthy. Yeah. And again, I looked at it and thought, I just spent four years learning this stuff and this is exactly what I don't want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. And we even had somebody that died during our rehab program because he had had heart surgery and then he came in and there was a clot and, and, and I've, I realized that I can't, I, I'm just not one of those amazing people that can work with sick people and are okay doing that. It's just not who I am. Brandon's in nursing school right now and he just had his like big capstone rotation in the um, cardiac ICU. And it was the same exact thing where he was like, by the time someone is in here, 
what can you do for them? Right. Like, they're, you know, they're, their health is so poor that, like, you need to get to that person 10 years ago yes. if you really want to have a diff- make a difference in their life. Surely. You can certainly care for them and make them more comfortable and, you know, like, get to know them and be there for them. Mm-hmm. But you cannot really impact their health at that point. Like, the ship has sailed. Like it's 100% feel like true. you're helpless in that moment. Yeah. Well, and these people... I and mean, it, a few outliers of people right, who are, like... Totally. Whatever. But, right. like, for the most part, these people... This is decades of neglect Doing, of their health. Absolutely. Yeah. And many of them... And I'm not saying all of them because the blanket statement is not good, but many of them don't care about changing the things they actually have to change in order to be healthy. This was a cardiac and pulmonary rehab that I was at. So people with a lung, because they had had the other one removed, would disconnect their oxygen tube so they could smoke Smoke. a cigarette before coming into rehab. I know someone, I have an acquaintance who does that. Yeah, so... And it is unreal. I'm like... Uh, but it's such that like isn't that proof right there that's one example obviously of like you can't <laughs> you're not gonna you can't do it for you're them. not gonna do it for them right yeah. you can want it as much as you can but unless they want it you can't help yeah. them yeah so I just I, that couldn't be my life yeah again yeah and um, so when I graduated with my kinesiology degree I went to work for Oppenheimer Funds <laughs> Which is a mutual fund company. Like, totally opposite. Yeah. Right. You're like, I and just, not, I, uh, nothing related to health. Yeah. I was there for five years <clears throat> because you need to pay the bills. And yeah. I was the manager of the market timing department at Oppenheimer Funds. Awesome. <laughs> and I'm not super passionate about mutual, mutual funds. funds. So weird. So. <laughs> Stock market, it's not your... Yeah. Your jam. So yeah. I uh, I quit the day my first son was born, and then I never went back there. Once I started working again, I that's when I started personal training. Yeah. So. And then were you in endurance sports for a while? Like, did you do like I have triathlons, triathlons and, and like, stuff? Yeah. I mostly got into that because. I was a swimmer all through college. And yeah. swimming is the hardest part of a triathlon. Right. Yeah. So you're like, so you I have, swimmer, yeah, totally. I never had to train the swimming part. I just trained the bike and the running part. I say that. Some people are probably like, no, it's the run. I mean, for me, all the parts of a triathlon would be literally impossible. Yeah. But the thing that's hardest, I think about swimming is like with running, you can walk. Right. Sure. swimming, if you're you not stop having moving, to hold your breath. you're going to drown. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't, I mean, I guess you could like flip over <laughs> on your back. But at that point, like the guy with the buoy is coming yeah, over. Yeah, they come over. They come over. They're called swim angels. Yeah. I would need one. I need one. I need a swim angel. <laughs> yeah. Immediately. I didn't know that's what they're called. Oh, yeah. I want to be a swim angel. That's a great like job. Like Charlie's angels, yeah. but you're the more You're the wetsuit. only person they want to see in that moment. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Anyway, so you were doing that. So you I got was into doing that. that and, um, was it just a way to be like, I want to stay fit? Like, yeah, I've never really been. You don't. Yeah. Self motivated. Yeah. So I kind of need. You need something to something okay. to train for because growing up as an athlete, there was always. I wasn't just training to train. I was training because I had a competition. I had sure. a swim meet, something sure. like that. Yeah. So you were just waking up at as a sixteen-year-old and going to the pool at four a.m. Right. for fun. I just, just want to be fit. Yeah. <laughs> she just want to wear a swim cap so bad because <laughs> like, I look real good. Um, so yeah, it was a way for me to have something to kind of move towards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you were like, af- so then okay, so you started CrossFit, obviously. So after this mm-hmm. workout, you went like all Full out. Tilt boogie. You like, were like, holy shit, what was this? It. You got knocked over the head. I really did. Yeah. So that was in October of 2006. And I immediately 
dove in, so to speak, trying to find out everything yeah. I could about CrossFit. And this was back in the day. I mean, that's early. <clears throat> it was, it was pretty early. far back in the day. And um, I came home and I was telling my husband, oh my gosh, I'm doing this CrossFit stuff. And he thought I was crazy. Um, but I was still trucking along at work. Um, but starting to look at .com and seeing what workouts were about. And then all of a sudden, I thought, oh my gosh, I've got to get um, this. I've got to become a CrossFit trainer. And this was when there was not very many. No. Like 2006? Yeah, yeah. 2006 is early. So we, this friend of mine and I were thinking, okay, well, there's one in Arizona coming up in a couple months. Maybe we could go to that one. It's not too far. We could road trip it. Um but then my husband wasn't super keen on me road tripping with some guy some I work with. Dude, some random fit dude. Some He's like, yeah, not let's cool. probably. Not cool. Let's probably <laughs> not totally. do that. Yeah. <laughs> so then one came up in May in 2007. And this was back when Coach Glassman was actually running, yeah. running the seminars. So we signed up for that one. And, and so first off was October 2006 was my first workout. I got my level one in May of 2007. Wow, like you, that was quick. Okay, yeah. that's awesome. And I think probably because of my background in kinesiology yeah. and the training, I was able to pick up and I was already a trainer and things. Sure. So it wasn't, I was going yeah. from zero yeah. all the way but I think, through. I think, I think what I'm referring to more is like you were like into the CrossFit world real quick. Like oh, a lot of people who started people that early, started, it took them a while, it took them a while to like, like be like, oh, I want to right. become CrossFit level one certified. So or, this is funny. I actually, um, <clears throat> like I wanted, I wanted to do it immediately. And, and at the time, and even now I'm sure a thousand dollars, I was like, oh crap, a thousand dollars for this. And again, I'm trying to convince my husband that this is something I need to do. And, um, so we worked through that. We're still married. It's okay. Sure. <laughs> it's fine. He's right here, by it's the way. Fine. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> <He's watching us. laughs> then we, as soon as I got my level one, I immediately started training all of my private training clients in the CrossFit methodology. And the problem with that was <laughs> they weren't so jazzed about it. <laughs> they immediately had to start working a lot harder than we had been working. Oh, and, yeah. um, so the majority of my clients, I would say 80 to 85% quit. Oh man. <laughs> Which is super embarrassing because I'm the personal training manager and, um, I had to find all of my clients, other trainers <laughs> to finish out their sessions. <laughs> So they flat out were just like, so we they're need like, to, this yeah. is harder than I want to work. Wow. And okay. So that, Can you I, imagine saying that at no. any point and being like, this is harder than I want to work? It's it was such a turnoff for me for the training yeah. world, and it even kind of cemented me into CrossFit even more because I I thought these people are paying me ridiculous amounts of money yeah. to be their trainer because they want to be able to say they have a trainer, not because they want to actually totally. get be better. And they don't want you to actually push them. Yeah. Well, yeah. the Inverness area too is, like yes, suburban. So you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, people. I had a couple that people who are like, I work out. Yes. Like, yeah. I'm going to go see my trainer, and yeah. then I'm going to go play yeah. tennis. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I had a I had a few clients that stayed with me, and and they still CrossFit to this day and stuff like that. But you know, it was a it was a it was a hard scenario for me. But it was something I I truly truly believed in very passionately from the very beginning. To the point where I, there were some things about my kinesiology degree and my ACSM certification, and that was just part of getting my degree. I, and 
And I just thought, they just have been lying to me this whole time. Like I paid all this money. They're just lying to me. I've, I've come to terms with all that stuff now. I don't really feel necessarily that way anymore. Right. I'm good now, but at the time it was. I'm kind of jealous that uh, Greg Glassman coached your level one. Okay, so this was pretty stinking cool. I'm not going to lie. And, and I've only met him a few times since then. But have you guys have met him, right? And you've yeah, we've heard had him, him speak on. and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, he's riveting. Yeah, he's very riveting. He's super for intense. like a little yeah, like hobbly man in a backwards cap. Oh, who walks in and like, like yeah. just looks like he came out of the junkyard sometimes. Where you're like. Yes. Are you in a speaking engagement right now? Like, yeah. not, you know. Yes. And then he starts speaking, and you're like, oh. oh, that's what it's about. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I remember sitting in the front row, and I was at um, Colorado State Patrol because that's where they used to do the level one. That's where Brandon took his level one. No way. Yeah. Out in Golden. Oh, that's yeah, so in funny. Golden. And um, I was sitting in the front row, and and he was doing his thing, and and when they talk about it being a fire hose of information. It absolutely was. And what's so cool is the things that he had said at my level one are the same things we say now at the Mm. level ones that I teach. You know, we say things directly quoted from Coach Glassman, word for word, exactly as he's trying to deliver it. Because we're trying to give the same experience. And I'm always trying to just, I remember what it was like to be at my level one and so fired up and Coach is there and Nicole Carroll is there and she's delivering the nutrition and I'm thinking I want to be able to give these people the same experience that I was given the same change in life so when we were at we did our level 2 with you I was like did I do my level 1 I did my level 1 with you too you were an intern I think that's right yeah Yeah. so that was just 5 years ago yeah just about five years ago? Uh, that's on, yeah. Four and a half, five years ago? Four and a half, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. To that, it was like December 2000. So that was the very end of my internship. 13, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But that's crazy. cool, though, that you're like, oh, I want to bring that exact same experience to the ones that I do. It just like, changed that's my a, life. That's such a unique. No one else gets that now. Like, yeah. for a while, it's been like that. It, it is. It is. What it has done for me in my life, not just with my career, but the person I am has changed since that weekend. And if I can give people even a little touch of that and bring mm-hmm. that kind of passion, what Coach gave me, what Nicole gave me, I want to be able to do that. It's just super important. Well, what were you thinking when you're sitting there taking the, like, the whole weekend? Are you like questioning it? Are you still all in? This is amazing. Like ever, ever. Just like light bulbs? Yeah. Um, you know, that, that weekend, it was very different than my kinesiology stuff. <laughs> right and so so much about it I really hung on to that concept of the black box like we don't know exactly how it works we just know that it works right and so much of what he was telling me I had experienced for that last kind of six or seven months between October and May that I had been doing it on my own and like I can't understand why this works but it is working and I am getting fitter and all of a sudden I can do these things that I could never do before and then he would talk about work capacity across broad time and modal domains. And I was actually seeing it happen in real time. And I had no idea how it was happening. So it was a fire hose of information. But I just kind of was like, I'm along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Let's see what this is about. Mm-hmm. What's the worst that can happen? Right. Because I know I'm getting fitter. And 
I'm pumped up about fitness again and right. I want to keep doing it. Yeah. It was something that like just intervened in your life at a time where you're feeling super uninspired. So you're like, well, I'm just going to follow this because exactly what I'm doing is not working. And so right. we get a lot of people who ask us like, Hey, I'm thinking about doing my level one, but I've only been doing CrossFit you know, or at this mm. point. Usually people have been doing it for a while, but I'm not that fit or I don't necessarily think I want to be a coach. I just want to get my level one. Yeah. I'm not that fit. That's my favorite one. And the thing we always tell them is like, if for no other reason than just living in CrossFit world for a weekend, go. It's so fun. Yes. Because you just get to like be around other people who are excited about health and fitness the same way that you are and like just get, yeah, drink from the fire hose of True. CrossFit Kool-Aid. Yeah, I like, think that's a really good, a really good way to look at it. My husband actually said, um, it's kind of like CrossFit fantasy camp. Totally. Right? You're like just CrossFit about, space camp. Yeah. You're just about, you're just there with other people that are about, that are just about CrossFit. Yeah. And you get to talk about all things CrossFit, which is, you know, perk of my job. But um, if, when I hear people talk about not being fit enough, you know, I went to this level one and I couldn't do a pull up and I, I couldn't do a thruster with more than an empty barbell. And yet they took me through a variation of Fran and I, you know, I just, they meet you wherever you're at, even if you're at the level one. And, and I think anybody, whether or not they want to coach or just be a better CrossFit athlete and understand what's behind it will benefit from this weekend. Totally. Mm -hmm. And like, I remember even when I went, when I did my level one there, and I always tell a story, there was somebody there who was like, they literally had never done CrossFit before in their life. Oh yeah. And they asked Matt, Matt, it was like Matt and Shree, and um, uh, who's the guy with glasses from Utah? Doug. Doug. And they, anyway, that, so that was like the, the core folks. Mm -hmm. And then they asked Matt, like, so you know the CrossFit Games? They're like, you know, I mean, like, I'm sure that's a really big day. And he was like, it's four days. <laughs> it's, it's four days. And it's like 13 he, workouts. Right. And the guy was like, oh. And I was like, so if this guy can just, with tons of unearned confidence, yeah. just show up at a level one and try to casually mention to Matt Chan about the big day he had at the CrossFit Games, you can take the level one. It's going to be fine. Right. You know more than that guy. And he was like, no qualms about being there. No yeah. qualms. And we're still going to ask you to squat below parallel. And we're right. still yeah. going to show yeah. you how to. We're still going to make you hold a PVC pipe That's over your head for. For longer than you want so to. Yeah. You're still going to be more sore than you ever thought you could from just a PVC pipe. You're going to wake up the next day and be like, why are my lats so sore? I'm not okay. I'm <laughs> not Okay. <laughs> What's your favorite thing then about being on the staff? Oh, that's what do you enjoy about the weekends? Like when you're next work. like when you're <laughs> scheduling each one, and I, you're like, oh. What's so interesting and so cool about the thing is, in some ways, every weekend is exactly the same because we're delivering the same information. We're taking people through the breakout groups. It's it's timed out. There's this is happening at 1130 and this is happening at 215 and there's an exact schedule to it but every weekend we get a whole new set of participants that have all different backgrounds all different experiences and they all just want to learn about this stuff that I am so fired up about imagine if you got to I mean you guys actually get to do this but um, it's not like a regular work seminar that you have to go to and work is making you go and sit through right, these things like and learn these things. Going like out of their way to go. Fired to up yeah. about this. 
and all they want to do. There's a lot of emotions around it. Yeah. Like people are scared. People don't know what to expect. People are nervous. They know there's a test at the end. Like there's all these things flying around in their head. Right. Uh, Will I be expected to do well in this workout? Is that part of it? What if I can't squat like they're asking me to? What if I don't understand the zone methodology and things like that? So there's so many things going on and all they want to do is be a part of it and they want to connect with you. And those little connections that you get to make with these people to find out what has brought them there is probably the coolest part of it. And yeah, it's fun and we get to travel around and hang out with some pretty cool people. I mean, it looks pretty cool it's when a, I see the pictures of all the, bad job. all the the seminar staff like traveling together and how you guys are all, I mean, I just envision everyone just being like, we're going to Whole Foods together and we get all our food. That's and like, what we do. <laughs> like, no, really, that's, that's it. So here's, people will ask me like, hey, you went to a really cool place this weekend and what did you see? And I said, well, I saw Whole Foods. Yeah. <laughs> And, and then I saw the hotel. And the one gym we were we in. We definitely saw the one gym. And I mean, that's what we do. Friday yeah. night is Whole Foods. Saturday, we go to the gym. Saturday night is our big night out. And that's our cheat night. And then Sunday, we go to the gym. And then Sunday night, we fly out. Yeah. We don't have a lot of time for extra things. But it is all... What they've done with the staff in the way of getting such an eclectic group of people... <laughs> is pretty cool yeah i've gotten totally to meet cool. some people that i would have never met in well in the mutual fund world yeah okay. <laughs> doing this crossfit stuff so probably that's, not at colorado athletic club in Inver- no here. probably not there yeah so that's it's, so it's a great job it is it is the best job that i've ever had also the hardest one i ever had to try to get and the most work i've ever done to keep Does really that make sense? yeah okay so i'm so curious because i have not a lot of friends, but a couple of friends who, you know, are either like gym managers or gym owners. And they've always kind of, it seems in the back of their mind, they're like, someday, wouldn't it be cool to be seminar staff? So what does it actually take to get to that point? Um, so what I can tell you is that <coughs> the current it's staff. A secret. Yeah. I can't tell you. <laughs> what I can tell you is that you I can't tell you. Put it, you're putting in a black bag and taking it in a That's van. right. To Aromas. Don't talk to anybody. To Dave Castro's secret basement. That's right. Layer. Not even Dave Castro. It'd be like Nicole Carroll in her basement <laughs> there. So and her soothing voice and gigantic arms just yeah. engulf you. Yeah. In a big hug. And you just have to wrestle your terrifying. way out. Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so you wrestle your way out. Really you must be able to do Fran in less than. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, so everybody that is currently on staff kind of got there via a different path. And my path was very different than each, each, each other person that I know It's almost like now. a testimonial for it, each person. It is. Um, I know that now the minimum requirement to apply for an internship with staff is the level three test. You have to have your level three certification. Um, but when I got on staff, I actually got on staff because I was a judge. So I'm not super athletic. I'm going to put Despite that out there. Despite your lifetime of athletic I mean, background? Okay. I mean, okay, so I was a swimmer. Um, I was a high-level swimmer, but I'm not a great CrossFitter. To Stop be, it. To mm-hmm. be perfectly honest, no. I'm not designed for CrossFit. You guys have seen me in person. I don't have what for you those would of consider. You just listening yeah, just in case you don't know what Becky looks like. Over there, over there. How tall are you? I am 5'12". She doesn't want to say <laughs> And she's not a thick 5'12". <laughs> we'll I, am, I, am, I am scrawny. 
and I drove out to Utah and I judged all weekend and then I drove home and when I got home I had an email from HQ just saying based off of your judging would you be interested in applying for the internship process not that you'll get it but right. <laughs> you can you apply. apply yeah when someone yeah. suggests you apply for something usually that's a pretty good indicator sure, I'll apply um, so I did I applied and then it was um, like you were there we show up and we do the weekends with them and they are basically just seeing if we can do the job. They're not teaching us how to do the job. Just seeing if you can hang. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So that's how I got on staff. How would somebody go about doing it now? Is there is it still like a million ways yeah. to get no, into it? No, it's, I mean, More standardized the now. very first thing you have to have right, so at minimum three. is level three. And then I believe you can um, email resumes at CrossFit.com and say, hey, I have my level three. I am interested in interning and for staff. Mm-hmm. Dry you out of a hat. And well, depending out. on, <laughs> yes, no, yeah. depending on what. Fran time. What's your, <laughs> what's your fan time? Yeah. That's where we get into that part. <laughs> depending on what their needs are for the regions sure. and what staff is like and things yeah. like that. I know they are currently bringing on new staff members. Well, there you go, guys. Go get your level three. Step there one. There you go. That's right. For that the- test is legit. That level three. Rough. Yeah. It's a good test, but it's rough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know a little bit about, like, when you're going to judge. Okay, first of all, how did you get, how do they pick the judges for the open announcements? Because <gasps> you did literally um, have 18, no idea. Two? I did 18.3. 18.3, okay. Yeah, so I that was the first ever open announcement that I have done. I yeah. have no idea how I got picked. I know I got an email saying, hey, are you available on this date? to judge 18.3 and um, it's one of those emails that you just don't really say no to sure yeah like, I'm busy <laughs> <laughs> don't say no but to that. I was also more nervous judging 18.3 than I was ever judging at the, at games. the games and I've judged the games three years now okay um, and judged regionals Why were you more years nervous? Because they can redo the open workout if you mess yeah. it up. I know. It's because of all those people like concentrated it's a very watching. small yeah. area. There's only like two athletes. Everyone is on the internet machine and they're and judging me judging. too. Yeah, yeah. And I, there's been some... There's been some things that have gone wrong yeah. in judging of open announcements. So I just... my My main goal, other than to you know do a good job and things like that is to leave while still having my job <laughs> it's important yes. they don't want to be like oh I just was you nervous. Like I, national television yeah i'm sorry becky you can't count right. so <laughs> turns out we're done this was a job interview and yeah. you failed you failed this is your mid-year review yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> but it was um it was a super interesting look at truly behind the scenes of an open announcement was so. it fun super fun we went to 17.5 last year and we got to go behind the scenes and like see everybody warming up and like mm-hmm. oh, go you know wash my hands in the bathroom while catching standing there like ashen face looking like right. oh my god i'm gonna die and it was so cool but like i loved it because it was so concentrated right did you yeah. or did, and like 17.5 was in the basement of this like convention center in madison crazy. basically yeah. oh wow and so it was felt very like you got there through a loading dock <laughs> 
Or so, we did. Anyway. So CrossFit. <laughs> An Uber literally dropped us off at a loading dock, and we were like, "Is this okay. the place?" <laughs> and then we opened the door, and Ben Burns' room is yeah. right there. And, and we're like, like, oh, "Great, oh. we're in the right place." <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, this was um, this was the one down in Texas. So oh, fun. about um, that was a know, cool one, and they like the whole story stuff. with the hurricanes. Yeah. yeah. So it was at that gym, Skyline CrossFit, and it was it was really great. We got down there on Wednesday afternoon and we started rehearsals then and walkthroughs um, and of course the open announcement was Thursday night right okay mm-hmm. tell us about Dave Castro yeah what about Dave so Castro Dave is probably like the only guy in the main sort of like cross at spotlight who we have not personally talked to or met well so wait a minute he said hi to us he said hi to us one time at 17.5 he, he came was up very to nice. us he, was oh. he shook nice. our hands he was very nice we I'm um, obsessed with Dave Castro but I'm just like he to me is like an enigma. Yeah, absolutely an okay. enigma. Great. That's all I need. I, I just need a confirmation that he is an enigma. So yeah. I have met him on a few occasions. Yeah. I I wouldn't say that we're friends by any means, but he well, is like always. Like if you saw him at Whole Foods, you'd be like, Dave, what's up? Yes, yeah. I would. I would. I would. And whereas Joy and I would be like, Oh my gosh! Oh, like <laughs> I would talk to him. Yeah. Um, in the background. So Dave Castro was actually <clears throat> at my level too. Back in 2008, I he was, was wondering about that. He, he was, was one of the guys that um, it was Nicole Carroll and Dave Castro and Andy Stump, um, who was on staff uh, back in the day. He owned CrossFit Coronado, so Dave was there and he was one of the guys evaluating me on my level two stuff. Now um, he is always every single time I have interacted with him, he has been incredibly personable and interested in what's going on in my life and things like that. Um, but I also know that his job is so intense, so such intense. that he needs to get shit done. Yeah. yeah. Well, so at the event like that, mm-hmm. is he just running the show? Is there like a huge team? Are you like having to do team. all these like reviews of what's going to happen and rehearsals? And it is a team, but it's all coming directly from him, and he is running yeah. the show. And um, and the thing is, he doesn't have time for discussion Chit- and things like that in that moment. That thing is is that do your job and um and that's the expectation if something goes wrong he will let you know immediately this is not okay um don't let it happen again but he doesn't seem to hold any sort of grudges or anything like that it's just this is the job do the job that's my expectation right you didn't do the job this is why it's a problem i guess like i like just from the vibe he gives off i can see that just very no nonsense like listen you kind of have to yeah yeah you have to to survive like with what he's doing um so when you show up to judge they assume you know what you're doing they don't do they review like Let's review the movements. Or they're okay, just like, you know... Oh. Let's back up. You show up at the games. Yeah. At the, at the CrossFit Open games. or the games. Okay. You show up at the CrossFit Games. And you're going to be a judge. Mm-hmm. And you're like getting ready to go out for a workout. What does that look like? Like you show up for a briefing? Like how does that whole process go down? Sure. Um, how do you decide what to wear also? I'd like to tell know. you what to wear. But like shorts, pants, what do you do oh. with your hair? The deal is black bottoms, Reebok. And um, they normally just provide that for you. At the games, they provide yeah. all that for you. And, um, and are you like, do I want my whole femur in the shot? Do I like wear leggings? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Most often for me, it's based off of how cold it is in the venue. <laughs> and if it's warm, I'll wear shorts. And if it's cold, I'll wear pants. And the so problem with my basic. legs is they're super long. So shorts are just short. <laughs> 
no matter what for me. So they're either covered or they're not. There's not a lot of halfway for me, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So just basic considerations to be made when a human dresses themselves. Is it warm? Is it cold? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not overthinking it. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really. I don't. I don't get too worked up about that. I always wonder that. Like, you're yeah. going to be on all the videos. Are you, like, curling your hair before you go in? Oh, yeah, I do that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I, I try not to look like the troll doll I normally look like when I'm at my gym at 530 in the morning. But, yeah. you know. 530 in the morning. Okay, so you show up. Yeah. What happens? We show up, and there is a judges meeting, judges briefing scenario. We're putting to teams. There's normally, at the games, there's four so for the individual athletes, all the judges are on staff. It's not volunteer athletes, or it's not volunteer judges for the individual the athletes. Ends, yeah. And we're put into teams of 10 to 12 judges, and then we rotate in and out heats. So it's the men go, and there's two teams that rotate in and out for their heat, and then the women go, and there's two teams that rotate, and then you flip-flop. So then if you were working with men before, then you're working with women. So okay. it's... Um, Nobody has a chance to be like, oh, I had the same judge and they sure. have it out for me sure, or sure. whatever. Um, so we're briefed on the workout, what exactly it is, what the standards are. And they do go full tilt boogie detail. into the standards. This is exactly what is okay. These are the things that are not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this is how the athlete needs to be positioned. This is what direction they have to face. This is where you need to be in comparison to the athlete. Um I mean, I just feel like it gets more strict every year because of of how big CrossFit is getting and how close the games are getting as far as the athletes and their technique and their abilities. And um, you can finish. I don't want to interrupt you, but I was thinking about the movement or the event last year where they had the... Um, they had to use that hammer to push that thing. Oh, yes. And they were, like, hooking the thing. Yeah, and so, like, that to me is like I don't know if could they have predicted that like some people were going to hook and drag like they don't that to me is like a new movement and mm-hmm. so is there like a level of like well whoops we didn't see that coming you know I'm I'm not sure if there is or not on that scenario I know that while we were on the floor and while we're judging we start to see things like that happen and um if you see Boz or somebody coming up to one of the judges, that's because they're seeing something that we're not seeing and they're telling them... This isn't okay. Yeah, yeah. change something that's going on. So is there a judge? Calling her up. Like Boz, Boz goes around to judge the judges? Oh, absolutely. There's okay. there's head judges on the floor and then there's us. Okay. So the head judges are watching the judges making okay. sure we're doing... Because you probably have like tunnel vision at right. that point. Yes. Yeah. Right. And they're able to see a little bit more from farther sure. back. Sure. And not that they're trying to override your call. They're just trying to let you know see that, that you you're see. not seeing yeah. this. Right. So they're... And they're all hooked up to the well, ear things. Yeah. yeah. And um, so one heat will go and then they're all talking to each other. They're starting to do this. You need to lock that down so the other the other judges that are behind the scenes will be told something different so that when they go out on the floor they're making a better call or something and so the next heat that that comes out disadvantage for the early heats Uh, or the later heats or the later heats as you get to the later heats you're getting to the higher ranked athletes yeah so it's like by the time you get there hopefully you're a little bit stricter for sure for sure and what we've always kind of been told as judges is 
no matter what, be ready to change on the fly, whatever it is they tell you. Because we go into it knowing one thing, and then we will hear something else and, you know. You have to be able to adapt. And just deal. Yeah. Adapt. Just like the athletes are, have right. to adapt in that moment. And and truly, they all raise to, rise to the occasion. Um, but it is, it's a high stress thing. Some people really don't like judging. Some people on staff are not interested in being judges at all. That's not their thing. I had to judge a master's qualifier workout last year and I had, was like nervous all day. Yeah. Just for the master's qualifier. Right. I feel like, like I would love it. It was like chest it. to bar pull-ups. I was like, how am I going to know? And double unders. And then I had to take like the judges course and it was like, do I count the last double under? Do I not count the last double under? That time I did and I got it wrong. And that time I didn't and I got it wrong. Like, <laughs> so hard. Double unders counting so hard. Okay, I have a question about judging. This is the last yeah. question about judging. How much are you able to, like, coach the athletes? We're not supposed to coach the athletes at all. Unless they're, like, you need to go back and move their barbell or something? So here's here's the deal. We're there to count reps right. and make sure the standard is hit. Okay. Now, I don't even necessarily – we've – We've been also told that you don't need to count reps out loud. That's not technically your responsibility. If they ask you to do that, you can count out loud. But if I'm counting out loud and then there's a judge next to me and they're trying to count out loud, that can mess everybody up. Now, if you do give a no rep, you can say things like no rep, go lower. Sure. No rep, lock out. No rep, pull it over your head. Things like that. Probably like, why was that a no rep? Right. But you're not required to do that. Interesting. Their their job, athlete's job is to get the work done. Yeah. My job is to hold the standard. Because I've always, like, you know, you see the judges, like, if just an example of, like, you know, somebody finishes the workout when they have first introduced the ankle bracelets and, like, the athlete would forget to go across the line. They'd mm-hmm. be like, come on, across the line, Right, across the line. yeah, yeah. And so I've always just wondered, like, is that something that you're, is, like, frowned upon? Or is oh, it, like, no, no, we are there to guide them and sure. make sure that we take the guesswork of, Okay, move your barbell now. Okay, sure. go get so your jump rope. They thing. don't have to think about that sure. stuff. And I think there is kind of a working relationship that we have right. with You're each there other. Right. You're kind of like, well, mm-hmm. who do we just talk to? Oh, Jason Ackerman. We mm-hmm. just had on that last week. Yeah. yeah. And he was saying, like, he judged Scott Panchik, and, a, and, he, and Scott basically was like, just tell me when to move. Right. Like, he was just going into the They're zone. They're just there to work. Yeah. yeah. So, absolutely, we can do that. Now, what I'm not going to say is things like, Go ahead and push your knees out and get the weight in your heels. Sure. That's going to help you out <laughs> type right. of a thing. You're not going to be like, But the flow of the workout, okay. take the guesswork out of it for them. Face this direction. Time right. doesn't stop until you cross the line. Move your barbell here. Absolutely, we do those things. How often are people, like, questioning your calls after the fact? Like, do they ever question? At or, like, the games level? Yeah, yeah. The athletes at this level, they are such good athletes that... One rep does not derail them or shouldn't derail them. They should just keep moving until I tell them to move on, basically. Like, just keep doing thrusters until, yeah, until I'm done counting your thrusters. So they've gotten to this point where they can just do the work, and it's not a mental mess up when their judge gives them a no rep. Um, So I've never really had a scenario where somebody has has been like that was a bad call or argued with me on it they just are doing the work all right let's talk about your gym because i know it's a pretty interesting yeah. story about how you came to be an affiliate owner because you didn't necessarily set out to be an affiliate owner no i did not set out to be an affiliate owner that is and correct. Yeah, here you are and here i am owning the affiliate crossfit beaver menace yeah also would love to hear the backstory on that name which sure. i just sure so many so many questions um (laughs) 
so many questions. Okay, where is it exactly? It's in Castle Rock. Okay. And uh, it's just a little gym. We don't have a huge membership, but it's exactly what we want it to be. It's small classes and just, I don't know. It's just very easy to be there for me, which makes me happy. So that came about when, I guess it's a couple years ago now, the gym that I was a trainer at, who was financially owned by an outside entity that um, wasn't into CrossFit. They just owned a big box gym in Castle Rock and they thought that they could make some money on owning a CrossFit affiliate. Sure. So I worked for them and they, we weren't really a part of any of the financials or anything like that. Right, we were just, just training. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was, and I remember it to the day because I actually had jury duty on this day. So I went to jury duty and then I went to the gym and I got a call from the owners saying, hey, can you come to the the big gym? We need to talk about something. And it was September 6th of not this past year, but the year before. Mm-hmm. And they said, so here's the thing. Your affiliate or our affiliate fee is coming due on October 1st and we don't want to be in the business of CrossFit anymore. So we're not going to renew the affiliate so the doors are going to close on September 30th which is like three weeks away at this right point. yeah and um and that was a little bit of a kick in the teeth because we thought we were doing fine we had a big membership and it was just that they were like we're, we're over we're it. just done with it yeah. um we're not getting as much out of it as we thought we would so it's not worth our time anymore yeah, it turns out owning across a gym not the most lucrative experience no i don't got, think you, you should can, you can't be mess, in it for the money you can't be in it for the money yeah yeah so they decided they didn't want to do it anymore and at that moment they the moment that i was told they sent a blast email out to all the members saying we're closing and the gym up the street is happy to take you guys on as members so they'd already told the other gym as well and um, best of luck but doors are closing on September 30th so then uh, four members came to the trainers and said you know we would like to save this. How do we save it? We don't want to go to the gym up the road. Right. Yeah. And so I said, well, I can get an affiliate as part of being on staff. I can get an affiliate and I can do that if you want, but I'm not interested in putting money into this and I can't work more here now than I am already because I have this weekend job that I'm gone all the time. But yeah, I can get an affiliate if you guys want an affiliate. And they said, yeah, let's do that. So these four members, and then they added me. So there's five entities that own this thing. I'm officially an owner um, because I own the affiliate. Um, They decided to put some money in and and save this place. Oh, I love that. Now, the name came about because with a new affiliate, um, we did not want to have the name of the old gym because we were bitter. Pretty Fair. much, yeah. And we didn't want to be associated with that anymore, so we wanted to be our own so you just new thing. Wanted to pick the most random name you could think of, right? So here's the thing. I don't know if you've, <laughs> I don't know if you've tried to name a CrossFit gym recently. They're all taken. Everything is taken. 
everything is taken. It's a real challenge. We didn't want to. Well, you can't have one that's like close to another name either. Though, you can't. Right? Yeah. No, you can't have, you can't have like the name of a town anymore. Yeah, you can't do that. You 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 could pick a number that nobody has picked, but we didn't want to do a number again. Like CrossFit seven two hundred and nineteen. Right, like you could come up with something like that, and then all the things that we were coming up with were already taken. So we just so God the story. Oh my gosh. So when my kid was young, I have two children. They are now 15 and 16. But when my youngest was eight or nine, he was in art club. That was his thing, passion. Yeah. And he was in the art club. And the end of the year art project was a party that you brought a white shirt to. And you drew on the shirt. That was the craft. So I came to pick him up. And he had drawn a beaver on his shirt and underneath his beaver it said I am the beaver menace and I looked at his art teacher and I was like what what the F <laughs> and she she looked at me and was like your kid yeah I was gonna ask you the same question it, right <laughs> um so we come to find out after I had to I had to like leave the room like and take a minute <laughs> collect myself I am the beaver menace so I I started talking to him about well, like eight-year-old like, even knows the word menace yeah. right how did this come up how, yeah. how does he know how to spell it yeah <laughs> right I, clearly you've been like carrying this around in your noggin so oh my gosh. I talked to him and he and his friends had decided to come up with animal themed superheroes or super villains and his superhero was the beaver menace that's amazing and he that just thought that was so story. great and I couldn't tell him why I thought it was funny because that's inappropriate <laughs> so I had gone back to the gym and was telling my classes this story and we just lost our minds over this whole thing this beaver menace thing and we just thought it was so funny so that was six years ago so then when we decided to try and name this gym and we were coming up short you're like i know one name that no one else so has. one of these members said what about crossfit beaver menace and we all like of right. course started laughing immediately laughing. and finally i said okay we need to be really sure that this is who we want to be as a gym bring t-shirts because that could be a little weird right some people could be offended by that i don't know but in the end we decided that we just don't take ourselves very seriously you know and we we try to really have a good time with it not be offensive about it and have the the liquor store in avon called beaver liquor that's right we have kind of a family family friendly shirt there it is there it is before? No. <laughs> <laughs> it took me like two yeah, seconds. She's in there, sitting there, sitting there. Oh, oh there. I get it. I get Beaver. it. I get it. Yeah, they have shirts and everything. Yeah. Okay. They used to buy ad space on the oh, stuff that I would be in a Troy Partners, yeah. which is to be like, brought to you by Audi and Beaver Liquors. You're like, oh, that's not great for that brand. You say it that way. Mm-hmm. Beaver Liquors. Beaver Liquors. Liquors. Yeah. It takes yeah. you a minute. So we're Beaver Menace. That's that's our gym, and that's we call amazing. it The Lodge. Like, hey, I'll meet I you at The Lodge. I love it. Stuff That's like a that. great like story. Very and good. yeah, now I'm an affiliate owner. But I don't have to do the things that I don't like, like you don't to do. have to send out newsletters about nutrition challenges? No, I'm not responsible for billing and memberships and things like that. I get to cards. focus on coaching and developing the coaches right. and you the know, helping stuff. with programming. Things that I enjoy. 
Mm-hmm. I love it. That's so great. All right, we have like a minute left. Oh, so wow. is there um, any like burning desires of like messages You're you like want to give? the world needs to know this about to me. To the females out there that are oh, like, uh, burning desires. I mean, we've been doing this for five years, so yeah. um, no pressure to be super unique with your yeah, message. No, nothing <laughs> other than. Um, are there? Are you reading any good books right now? What's your favorite Netflix series right now? Netflix music. Netflix. Podcast, other podcasts. Wow, it's been sitting right here. It's really hard not to ask him. Like, yeah. what's, what's a secret thing no one knows about Becky? Oh, um, but I'm just. I won't put that pressure. Super. How, how much, much I food? eat? I do eat a large amount of food. I don't feel like that's a secret, though. I feel like no, that's that's out pretty, there. You're pretty open about that. That's that's out there in the world. I I eat a lot of food. Um, Instagram all No, that. I just, uh, CrossFit has changed my life. It can change anybody's life. And um, don't be afraid of it. Yeah. Just yeah. figure out what you can do with it. So, I don't know. Don't find a sugar daddy to finance your level one. Mm, no, that's that's mm. nice if you can do that for sure. Because I bet you see a lot of women, women especially coming into the seminars, super terrified and questioning whether or not they should be doing it. For right? sure. Like, and so then over the weekend, you see their confidence build and you can... For so, sure. Hold, real quick, how many... How many seminars have you I taught? have taught between level ones and level twos, like 120. So what's one piece of advice you would give to somebody considering either a level one or a level two, if they already have a level one? Just what? do it. A lot I of people know. think, like, what's the point of doing a level two? Oh, what's the point of doing a level two? Level one is all about kind of the backstory, kind of yeah. finding out what CrossFit is. The level two, if you are a coach, whew, the level two is about being a coach. It's intense. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's probably one of the first times that you will actually get feedback, true, honest feedback on your coaching. But in like an actual nice way, like very yeah, supportive yeah. way. It's from the yeah. heart. Mm-hmm. Completely flopped. At, my, at our level two because I decided to coach the deadlift for some reason during my assessment in a way I'd never coached it before. Right. I was like, I never coached the deadlift. I always coach it top down. Today I'm going to coach it bottom up. And I completely f- just flailed. And the guy was like, okay, um, here are some things I would have changed. <laughs> I was like, thank you for saying that because I know how bad that was. <laughs> no idea what just happened. I blacked out. <laughs> just, yeah. My yeah. I, I just think it's, um, it's a good opportunity for you to have somebody from the outside give you some feedback that's true and honest and and is only designed to help you yeah. like we're not going home with you we're not going to your gym but just try something from a different perspective but it's hard to put yourself out there oh, and get so feedback hard. yeah it's super mm-hmm. vulnerable yes well thank you for sitting with us this morning in our favorite new recording studio which is like just be kitchen it's like uh, packed, in packed in awesome. it's like super loud um, but thank you very much. That was my pleasure. It's thank been, you for having me. I've been me. wanting to have you on for the longest time. Like, no, I keep turning you down. Yeah, I'm not interested. Like, uh, this is going to be the worst thing ever. No. Well, thank you. Cheers. <laughs>